0: When was the last time you sat down and thought about how fast your life has gone? Many of us experience this thing called the holiday paradox, that experience of times past going so slowly as to be syrupy almost. We remember the summers of our younger days as long and languid, the same when we used to watch that clock that invariably was above the school chalkboard in our classroom, waiting for that slow minute hand to reach the hour mark and the end of school. But all that changes, right? There comes a point in our lives when now time who seemed to be our friend begins to speed up on us. Our summers begin to whiz by. We find ourselves in high school and then in rapid succession we're in college, graduated, harnessed with work. And all we want is for time to begin to slow down again so we can enjoy family, friends, So lately I've been noticing my own holiday paradox as I age and age in my faith. And it's expressing itself in very peculiar and even unsettling ways. And so today we're talking about this interaction between time and the life of a believer and how all of that is energized in Christ Jesus As believers, we know that time changes for us and changes us, forces us to take stock of how much we have left and what we would like to accomplish. I had a mentor in my 20s, I hope you had one too, I had a mentor in my 20s who told me many times, your most valuable asset in this world is time. Now, maybe I didn't believe it in my 20s, but I sure believe that now. There comes a time when the dalliances that we so loved in our youth are no longer interesting to us, especially when we finally become aware of how precious time is. Time is the only thing that we possess as human beings that never, never goes down in value. It only gets more valuable to us. Now, surely Jesus must have felt this himself. Jesus begins to tell his friends that his time is coming, and what we see is Jesus actually speeding up his ministry, not slowing down. The pace of his teaching and healing becomes much more rapid, as he moves into his final year of life. And we know what happens from this side of history, right? It turns out that Jesus is correct, and he gives himself for the life of the world. And even so, the actions and the teachings and the words of Jesus continue to be with his disciples. They live in the hearts of his followers well after his death. And what he leaves for them is the miracle that helps us stay strong. Jesus says these striking words, the bread I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. Out of all of that that I read this morning, those words continually come back. We don't think of bread as expensive, do we? But this bread is costly, indeed, because Jesus gave himself for the whole world on that rugged cross. These verses that we have heard in the gospel are a reminder, an invitation that calls us back to ourselves. How are we spending this gift of time that we have been given, and even more pressing... How is our time aligned with what the bread of life was given for? This bread, the very life of our Lord Jesus Christ, was given to us for a purpose, not as something of low value. So, of course, we have some choices. We can merely move through our years Or we can be sharpened to throw ourselves ever more into a life in Christ. And this is why the believer's life costs so much. Because even as our time gets short, we devote ourselves more and more to the Lord. And we are using His bread to keep us going. Power, comfort, pleasure, success, wealth is the coin of this world, and none of this is wrong. God made all of these things. God made them for our enjoyment. There is nothing wrong with these things unless we begin to see these things as the goals of life, the life we have been given by God. Remember, we only have so much time to use, and believers are asked to continually evaluate how we spend it. The gospel encourages us to take account of what we are grateful for, recognizing our blessings and even our hardships, because all of that together is what makes a life, the blessings and the hardships. And so the invitation is to spend this precious gift of time given to us by God, constantly renewing ourselves with His Son, the bread of life, so that we may be of service in the kingdom. Knowing that while we are still yet living, while we still yet have life in our bones, that we still yet have something to offer, we ourselves can give as disciples of Jesus understanding and kindness and peace to the world. And it's this sort of life that encourages us to live as our gift back to our Creator. Try to find some time this week to take stock of those things for which you're grateful. Take stock of your hardships. Give thanks for the whole thing, even the hard parts. And then simply recommit to helping others. This is our life. This is our birthright as believers in Christ Jesus. And it is for this that he gave himself. It is for this that he gave the world, the bread of life.